Welcome back, everyone. This is an episode of DNF Happy Hour. We're doing a special one tonight. We are doing Reads with A, our first ever recorded. And we're also doing it live via Discord, which is kind of cool, but also frightening. Um, if anything goes wrong, I'm just going to cut it out. So we have A with us. Jackie is down in Florida doing the work thing. And... Uh, maybe going to disney so yay but we have nice. with us the author of the book that a is going to read tonight and that's matilda seller why don't you go ahead and tell us about the book that a is about to read tonight what inspired you to write it no spoilers <laughs> no spoilers though oh. and what are you what, what are you expecting from a <laughs> and me tonight <laughs> I have absolutely no idea what to expect, so this should be a lot of fun. <laughs> the, the, the book, um, you know, follows an alternate history, 1920s United States, where the economy is fueled by a magic honey. When I, I, I've kept bees on and off uh, since I was about 15, and bees are beautiful and terrifying and incredible little creatures. And, you know, I wanted to also explore the horrors of, of uh, human trafficking within the horror genre. So that's kind of what I built the story around, I guess. Oh, snap. Okay, so we get bees and human trafficking and historical yes. fiction. Yeah. All right. Are you ready? Uh, yeah. I got a cat in my lap. I picked up a cat. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. We're okay. Good. So here's what's going to happen. A is just going to bama her way through. <laughs> we're, I have not read this. A, I think you skimmed through it a little bit. Um, I haven't even touched it since I downloaded oh. it. It just sat there. Oh, okay. So this oh, is but I'm, familiar okay. with the, I'm familiar with the style because I read Bridget Cleary, so... Okay, Wonderful. fantastic. So we are both going into this blind. It's going to be amazing. All right, A, the floor is yours. Oh, is it? Okay, now I'm nervous yeah. for no uh -oh. reason. Hold on, I got cat. I got cat ass in my face. Ew. Hi, can we can we discuss what you're doing? No. Okay. Um, okay, so we're gonna ah! the, the. Oh. That was me. That was me with my phone. It like. <laughs> It connected to the Discord when it was supposed to. This is live, okay? Everybody calm down. <laughs> so, we're going to go over the content warning or trigger warnings first. So, it says, The Bee King contains mild language, some fantasy violence, brief depictions of domestic violence, references to human trafficking, and references to, to sexual assault. Okay. Dang. And then it says, uh, for Jane and her unrelenting determination to make the world a better place and for young women everywhere. Oh, it's so, it's so cute. Wait, what is this? Oh, What's wherever that? there is gold, there is a chain, you know. And if your chain is gold, so much the worse for you. Feathers, shells, and C-shaped stones are all as rare. We alone by Alice Walker. Is that a poem? 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Alice one. Walker, isn't that Walters. color purple? Yes. Same. Same. Yes. Okay. So we got chapter one is titled Monsters. The summer was too cold and wet for the crops to survive. And that meant only one thing. The monsters would be here by winter. Anyone else would tell you that they were men. They had arms and legs and heads. All the things that men had. If you passed one on the street, you might not even notice anything amiss. Alice knew better. They were monsters. Alice burned as a cool, steady drizzle misted her face and clung to her dark curls. Too light to soak them, too heavy to brush off. Normally, Alice liked the cold. It gave the heat in her blood something to fight. But this late in the year, the cold meant blight and crop death. It meant skipped meals. It meant fighting to keep her sister and cousin safe. Yo, if there is somebody in this book like Nesta, I'm going to punch somebody. Wait, what do you mean or Nesta? Something. Why we got Nesta? Because <laughs> it just, it reminded me of, of Feyre and uh, her, her mightier than thou. I need to, I need to feed the world and Nesta's old cranky surly ass. Yeah, that person. Yeah, that person. Jesus Christ. Sorry. That's my phone again. Look. Yeah, fix it. I did. Okay. I'm sorry. God. Oh. Where was I? Oh, it meant fighting to keep her sister and cousin safe. She brought her axe down hard, cleaving the wood with a satisfying crack. The two pieces fell to the ground like dismembered limbs. Ooh. She paused to pull her head to one side, stretching the thick cords of muscle from her neck to her. So, okay, we got a we got a big girl. Okay. Go ahead with your bodybuilding self. Look at you. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I uh, I'm getting favorite too. Okay, go ahead. See, I told you. Okay, she chopped wood faster than most men in the town, and even through the derisive, derisive. I can't. What is that word? Derisive. 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 Okay, sorry, my brain just said stop. Glances and snorts. They admired her for it. She was proud of her strength. Usually. Rough morning, Lyle asked, crossing his arms and leaning against the fence post. Please, does she, like, cleave him in the face? Because that would be fantastic. <laughs> Alice swung the axe through another log as easily as if it were butter. The smack echoed through the clear and didn't sleep well last night. She grumbled, picking up one of the pieces and setting it upright on her chopping stump. Can you go somewhere, cat? And Helga came over to take my dress measurements and said she'd never seen a bride as muscular as me. Because muscles are sexy. What is wrong with that? Yeah. Oh, Nothing. chunky lady it's true lyle's mouth twisted into a half smile good for you then who's this lyle he gave it to her that's who this lyle oh. is alice swung the axe again harder this time she didn't mean it that way and you know it how miserable for her to be that sort of person who thinks like that in that case this whole town is miserable alice swapped her sleeve across her nose lyle was likely the only one on this wretched island who may notice that she'd been crying but she wait how why are we crying and chopping wood but she hoped he'd just think it was the rain coming down and perhaps a cold why did i i sounded oh i sounded special you're you're that's normal i can't think it's normal i'm sorry i've been working on a garden all day mm. for the last two days so i'm a little i'm a little whew. your family would have died ages ago without your strength god it's favorite it is Lyle's voice had turned gentle as, and she hated that. It made it harder to hide the fact that she was crying. Alice grunted. They'd have they'd have figured something out. Baz would have sold Sarah by now. Oh, we selling people. Oh. Okay. Wait, do we know why she's crying? Alice Grimmett. No, okay. we haven't gotten okay. there quite uh, yet. So I'm guessing because she's chopping wood, 
right? That she's going, she's going through an emotional breakdown and she's just taking it out on the wood. Got it. I'm just waiting for the axe to go through Lyle because that would be phenomenal. Yes. <laughs> I'm waiting for that. Continue. <laughs> Alice grimaced at the thought. Her father loved whiskey, which meant they were always in need of money, but he lacked the resolve to wrestle his daughters into submission to the monster. I'm sorry, excuse you. <laughs> she'd, <laughs> she'd always made a way around it, scraping it, serving and bartering, threatening to never work again if he tried. As Sarah grew to an age where she caught the monster's glances, Alice worked harder. Sarah was brilliant. She was a scientist out there in the field and forest with her bees and flowers. She harvested honey, beeswax, grew lavender and roses and bee palm and hyssop. Ooh, hyssop. I'm gonna buy me some hyssop. People sometimes even came from the mainland for her tinctures. The thought of her father selling her, making her do what others had made daughters do, brought a sour tang to the back of Alice's throat. She couldn't abide the idea. She wouldn't. You're not exactly in a position to criticize people selling out for money, Alice pointed out, desperate for a change of subject. Why are we attacking Lyle all of a sudden? I'm sorry. You excuse wanted you. her to cleave him, and now. Like... Cleave, cleaving, <laughs> cleaving is not verbal assault. Okay? Cleaving Got just it. ends the argument. Got it. Okay. Lyle had become Ingrid von Blurn's honey puppy last. Honey puppy? <laughs> honey puppy. Wait. I have so many pictures in my head. <laughs> Mathilda, what's a honey puppy? Mathilda. So that I can figure out if it's inappropriate and continue reading without cackling like like a teenager. <laughs> well, you might. It, it, it's perfectly fine to do that because it's it's like a sugar baby, you know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We can. Okay. We. Okay. <laughs> Lyle selling his body. Okay. Lyle. Okay. Okay. Wait. I clicked the page. Oh wait. Where? I clicked. The, there we go. And though he never complained, he spent as much time as possible out of her house chatting with Alice or wondering the town. That is a shitty ass honey pup. If I'm paying for that ass, first of all, <laughs> you're going to give it up. Okay. We're just not going to let you go wander around town. Okay. That's just I mean, not that's how that works. It's got to be available. I, yeah. I'm just, we're just saying. Okay. Yeah. Lord. Lyle shook his head unabashed. I'm in a perfect position to criticize it. Alice brought her axe down again so hard that splinters went flying. Lyle pushed himself off the fence and strode and strode towards her, crouching to pick up the wood she'd just decimated. He stood, his arms full, blinking the drizzle out of his blue eyes. You don't have to marry him. Him. Even unnamed, the reference to old Vic. Old Vic. Mm. Ew. <laughs> made her stomach clench. I'd clench too, and I'd sew my vagina shut. <laughs> <laughs> Times had gotten harder and leaner. No matter how many errands she ran for Miss Von Blurn, no matter how many trees she felled and fields she plowed, there wasn't enough. She'd said yes to him last fall on the promise of his support for her family and on Papa's promise to keep Sarah in school and out of a marriage bed. Old Vic had leered at Sarah, but settled for Alice. Ew. And do what? Let Papa marry Sarah off instead? Alice couldn't allow that. If old Vic's drunken rages didn't kill her sister, the smell at the tannery would. Wait a minute. This is Tanneries like, this is like Akatar meets the color purple. That's what we got right now. No, this this is like... I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't say color purple. But, I would mm. say kind of like maybe... Maybe kind of like borderline handmaids, maybe? I'm on a handmaid. Oh, don't go there. Just kick. go. Continue. Okay. <laughs> Even the thought of the tannery made her nose curl in disgust. She'd been living there this time. She'd be living there this time next week. 
She shuddered at the thought of old Vic's loose, wet lips. Ew. Why are they, why are they loose? He's old. <laughs> yeah, but like, I just picture like this old crotchety man with like, just, oh, come here, girl. It's so, it's so like gross. Mr. Burns. It, yes. What? <laughs> Uh, his yellowed hands, his sagging sallow, okay, his sagging sallow flesh. Lord, if you just don't put a pillow over his face and call it a day. <laughs> All the putrid things that awaited her on her wedding night. Ah, she better suffocate his ass. Oh, Lord. You don't have to marry him, Lyle repeated his face growing sober. It's coming from the damn sugar baby. Okay. <laughs> Ingrid gives me an allowance. I could give it to you. It would easily support your family. Alice adjusted her flower sack dress, which was coming loose at the seams. And where, pray tell, would I say I got the money from? Lyle grinned. Take a ferry into the city once a week. See, here we go talking about selling selling for JJ. Okay. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you rather take that whole... than, you know, Ovik? Uh, you know what? I would take my chance with, with Ovik mm. because what would end up happening is Ovik would meet his demise. <laughs> and I would be safe. Mm. <laughs> you know? Mm. Just maybe, you know, be like, hey, loose lips. You know, let me let me sit on your face. <laughs> I don't have to get up. <laughs> you, know, you, can just, you can just die that way. Be fine. <laughs> We should probably age restrict the people that are allowed in the Discord, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> just, throwing the, just throwing that out there. Okay. And have the whole town assume I'm whoring myself to the city. Girl, ain't nothing wrong with rumors. Lyle's grin turned wicked and he made sure to step backwards out of an arm's reach before replying, You're tired of going unnoticed. He didn't wow. have a daddy. His daddy didn't teach him the way to. You, that's, that's how you die. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's with this big ass girl with an axe, and he's saying, mm -hmm. "Right, that's mm -hmm. why he stepped back. Yeah. He knew. He knew it was wrong. He knew, and like his heart of hearts, he knew mm -hmm. he was wrong, and that's why he walked away from Bertha. Because Bertha was probably gonna cleave an axe in his face. Mm -hmm. I got dirt in my neck, mm -hmm. in my neck folds. I don't know how I feel about that. Okay. Alice's tongue suddenly felt chalky. Has it been that obvious? She laughed a little too loudly because every man in the city is just aching for a woman who would break his fingers as easily as look at him. Girl, something, you, people got kinks. Mm -hmm. She squatted and began gathering wood. Why would you do that for me anyway? Lyle jammed his hands in his pockets, growing still as he looked out over the bluff towards the town. Some men like strong women. Apparently not Lyle, because he ain't, he ain't tried to get up in that. Mm -hmm. Alice fumbled her arm load, dropping several split, split logs onto the wet grass. She squinted up at Lyle through the rain, blinking through the curls that had fallen into her eyes. His face had changed. There was an uncharacteristic sincerity in it that sent a current through her. Alice, no, but you're married. To an old bat who needs me more for companionship than companionship. Just slide it in. She got a butthole. She snatched at the wood. She dropped gathering. Or she dropped gathering them back into her arms. So you want my companionship. I'd marry you as soon as she does. Have you seen? Look, they're making a pact. They're making a pact right now. That's that's what they're doing. They're making a pact. Like if you know, you were just. I'm just gonna slide it in you, even though you might break my fingers. You know, we'll we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be fine. 
Have you been drinking Moonmead? Moonmead. Moonmead sounds good. Yeah. Whatever shock she had felt at his tenderness had fallen to a fire that was rapidly growing white hot. Oh, Lord. Okay, everybody. Let's pray. Let's pray, first of all, for Lyle. Because Lyle is about to be friend-zoned so goddamn hard. He's not going to be able to breathe. (laughs) Okay. We're just going to get the content warnings already out. I've loved you my whole life. Lyle tried to take some of the wood out of her arms and she twisted out of his reach the tightness in her chest almost more than she could bear. And I assumed you'd be a better friend than to ask me to be your whore. Lord, we escalated. To wow. accept the leftovers of a moth-eaten sept... What the... F- sept... Okay, here we go. Septuagenarian? Septuagenarian? <laughs> That's a word. What is that? Seventy. Someone in their 70s. Oh, <laughs> guys, we learned a new word today. Oh my god, you're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big word, I've never seen it before. <sighs> to betray promises, you've made promises I've made. Okay, so we know that Loose Lips is, is about to die of old age. Yep. Um, we know he probably can't see his Peter, so there really ain't much to run from. And we know that he's probably not strong enough to fight off old Bertha here with a pillow. So, I mean, she got it made. If you if you really look at it on, like, the pros, she really got it made. Yeah. 100%. Lyle, Lyle scowled. I'm still trying to understand, first of all, how, how she would become Lyle's whore. Because Lyle's like, I love you. And she's like, promises. And then he's like, and then it turns into... The I don't want to be your horker. You better ride ride that young pony. That's not. I mean, he's getting money. He's getting money from an old lady who won't who don't even want him in her. So I mean, it seems like a, it seems like a pretty fair trade, in my opinion. Yeah. So, Lyle scowled. You haven't made any promises yet. I will next week. She hated herself for saying it, and worse for the conviction in her voice. How is? How is becoming my lover worse than Marion for money? He scoffed. Marion, old Vic of all people. He stepped in close, kneeling till he was eye level with her, closer than he had ever been to her before. She felt his breath on her cheek as he spoke, and the way it quickened her heart made her angry. I love you, which is more than can be said for anyone involved in marrying you off to that ancient smelly tanner. Look, just suffocate. Like, what they need to do is they need to combine powers like Captain Planet and just take him out. Yeah. And then they'll be set. Probably not. They're probably killers, but go ahead. You love me so much, you'd have the town believe I'm whoring myself in the city. And oh, when you, poor young wealthy widower, magnanimously take me to be your wife, even though I don't deserve you, city whore that I am. <laughs> Lord, Feyre, she is 100% Feyre in every aspect, and I don't like her. <laughs> I don't like your <laughs> I don't right now. Like, you know, we can get down with the muscles, you know, but he, he's trying to set her up yeah. for success, right? Maybe you not. know, just let them stick it in a couple times and be golden. You know, they could even like conspire with each other to kill old loose lips, right? But she's taking a high moral ground and there's no moral ground. Girl, go ahead and be considered a whore. There ain't nothing wrong with it. At least get some fucking money from it. Lord. She spat in the grass and stood fumbling the wood again. It didn't matter. Nothing mattered. She let the whole load fall to the ground. Okay, why are we wasting wood now? 
She didn't care where she was going, what branches cut her as she pelted through the woods, what bears or wolverines awaited her in the darkening forest. Nothing mattered besides getting as far away as possible, as quickly as possible. If she could have peeled off her own skin and left it behind, she would have Lord Jesus. Yep. Look, look, look. No, I ain't looking at shit. Look, 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 look. Maybe she should take her skin off and leave it. Listen, this is not fair. Because leave your prejudice at the door. You even <laughs> you haven't even finished the first goddamn chapter. All right, we don't know anything We're, about this. Look, go. No, this is no. true. Okay, but I'm just saying. Okay, Alice ran until she couldn't run anymore. Falling to her knees on the forest floor, she cursed Lyle, her father, every damn soul on this island. She hated all of it. Even the trees felt as if they were closing in around her. Her hands drifted to her back, tracing the scars that crossed her skin. She was a workhorse, a pack animal, and a strong one at that. Oh. And like a pack animal, she was beaten when she couldn't or wouldn't do as she was told. Girl, you better start chomping on somebody's ankles. <laughs> the thought of marrying old Vic made her want to vomit. She knew in her bones, knew by the leering, lingering looks he gave her, that life with him would be worse than it ever was with Papa and Sarah and Ina. Who is Ina? Is Ina the wife? But what, but what if she didn't marry him? It was early summer and the crops were already failing. The monsters would hear the failing crop and it would draw them here. They would come from the mainland with hungry eyes and fistfuls of money. They would come on the evening boat, the one that made port on Friday and wouldn't leave till Sunday. Not all the mamas and papas would talk to them, but the hungrier the village was, the more families met them there at the port ostensibly to provide them. Don't talk about my lack of vocabulary pronunciations. Okay. As tourists to the island with room and board. But it was not a room with a view of the ocean that brought the monsters to their rusty little town. The mamas and papas would not shake their hands or look them in the eyes, even as they took their money. Those parents were cowards. And when the crops failed, that cowardice turned them hideous. The monsters would disappear with the daughters into the woods or the hayloft or the woodshed. They would steal away into the potato cellar, the attic, or to the very bedroom where the daughter had slept since infancy. When the monsters reemerged, they were much the same as they had been before, hungry-eyed and rich. When the girls reemerged, they had changed. Alice had fought off the monsters, had fought off her father, and had the scars to show for it. She'd gotten so good at fighting, at working, at running, at and hiding... That even her sister and little cousin, as poor as they were, had never known the touch of a monster. She'd die before that happened. Worse than dying, she'd marry Ovik. Lyle had posed a solution, but solution was the wrong word for it. He wanted to use her just as Papa used her for farm labor, bartered her for money to tide them over the same way old Vic would use her as a tannery wife. In the same way, the monsters came to the island and used the girls here until they were hollow eyed and emptied. See? Lord, it's just a little bit of, it's just a little no, bit of, no, of you know, just uh, you know it, man. I mean, but the, the monsters though, it's just, just look, 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 it's just, it's just a little bit of pee pee. Yep, just a little bit she of don't want touch. it. But I mean, it's just a little bit of pee-pee touch. Like, if it pays the bills, it's just a little bit of pee-pee no, touch. No, nobody listen to A. She's talking crazy now. <laughs> what are you talking you talk about? Crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm on. No, no I'm on her side. Just another man. That's what she, she don't what? want it. She don't want it. Oh, my goodness. Lyle might be <laughs> I can't stand you <laughs> Lyle might be nicer smelling than old Vic Why are we talking about smelling He's younger he ain't got loose lips <laughs> But in the end it would be the same He was bored and didn't like his life with an old woman 
sooner or later he'd get bored with her and find someone less scarred. See? And even if he was using her to begin with, once he moved on, it would break her heart. Why? Why? It's just a little bit of pee pee. Like because you can keep I your think, heart inside of your chest. I think she likes him too, but she's not going to put herself in that situation because he's just that's true, man. Go on. But I mean, desperate times call from call for desperate measures. She'll be all right. Go. On. Okay. The thought that haunted the space between waking and sleeping floated up through her throat and found a voice before she could stop it. I'm alone. Wait, are we still in the woods? She spoke the words to the rotting leaves. We are mm -hmm. beneath her hands to the bark on the trees in front of her to the small patches of sky visible through the leaves. I'm alone. I'm alone. I'm alone. <laughs> Just needs to click her heels three times. Three small bees landed on her hand and she resisted the urge to slap at them. For all she knew, they were Sarah's. Okay, so story time. What? Mel, Mel, when I went to Mel's house, I was attacked by a bee. You were not. And she just laughed. She laughed at me. Oh, no. Bees, bees are terrifying. Yeah. Right. First of all. You were fine. You were okay. in the bees way, to be honest. So. I was there first. <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh my, oh my goodness. She loved her sister and her sister loved the bees. She had built a whole world from them. From the town. Drop my Kindle. <laughs> from the town the church bells tolled and she snapped her mouth shut painfully aware that she had spoken out loud. She left the woods and found the path that wound through the through gorse and bracken and ooh. That okay. And down the hill to where the town of Oxenby lay. She splayed like a skinned rabbit along the island's rocky coastline. That's really visceral. Yeah. That's re that's really nice. That's really nice. That's a really nice way to describe something and it be <laughs> Those were so nice strong words that in that order. <laughs> yeah. No. I don't know. Look, I'm just saying it was it was really it's a really good way to describe really descriptive. Your Boom. Were good. They got yeah, gooder. They were gooder. <laughs> Those are the goodest words. The rain had lit made. up, but the <laughs> <laughs> the rain had lit up but the clouds still hung low in the sky Lyle was nowhere in sight why did she think he was going to stay she rejected him His, he's butthurt let him be butthurt the church bells continued their incessant clangs signaling a summons there must be a fire an emergency of some sort something dire there wasn't time to wallow to bleat about what couldn't be fixed bleat is such a good word there was only time to go and pray that no one had heard her out here saying what she had never before said aloud. There was no acrid smoke in the air, no screaming mothers, no fire. Why had they been called? Most of the village had already convened when she arrived, gathering in the town square, gazing up at four men on a dice. Die? Dice? Dais, but I'm not sure. Dais? Okay. Silky... Yeah, okay, got it. Silky veils of black where their faces should be. Okay, Silk, silky. Oh, they fancy. Mm -hmm. Her throat tightened as she took in the men with their impeccable pinstripe suits, shiny leather shoes, smart ties, white starched collars, and dark veils that obscured their faces like widows' shrouds. They were not the monsters who usually came, the philandering husbands, the thrill-seeking playboys. These strangers only existed in whispers and rumors and nightmares and dreams. Oh, the beeman had come. Okay, beam. Okay, chapter two contracts. All right, so we got we got bitch ass farm boy Lyle. <laughs> we got mus muscle bound Bertha. Mm -hmm. We got loose lips. Thick. 
No, no. We got loose lip dried apricot. Okay. That's his new okay. name. He's just a dried apricot. That's how I see him. It's just this wrinkly, saggy thing. And the bee men came all fancy and veiled. So it kind of kind of feels like, uh, what's that movie where like they show? Oh, I'd have to watch movies. I don't know. It reminds me of a movie. That's how I saw it in my head was like a movie. That's really descriptive. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. I try. I try my best. <laughs> the bee men were smaller than she'd expected. It wasn't that she hadn't seen them before, but her memories had run together across the years with the whispers and stories of fearful housewives and old drunks to form a creature more suited to legend than reality. In those legends, they towered above mere mortals with hands the size of frying pans and merciless stingers protruding from their hind ends. Hands the size of frying pans. God, what I wouldn't give to have that and smack somebody. Wait, is real? <laughs> Oh, it's what real? Wait. No, this is just like like the rumor. Oh, That's the oh. rumor. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, Alice Crate a <laughs> But it would have been a good one though. Alice craned her neck around to see if the bit about the stingers was true, but all she could see were coattails and pinstripe trousers covering what appeared to be ordinary, if not flatter than average, buttocks. Why do I gotta have flat ass? It- like, why can't they have, like, little bumps? That's right? relevant, I swear. <laughs> Whatever banality their bodies carried was made up for in the black silk veils that fell from their bowl- bowler hats, okay, and covered their faces. Bowler bowler hat is, like, the like the beekeeper hat, isn't it? Bowler hat? No. No, they're, like, um, they're like the round ones, like the ones that people, like, in Tintin wear. Oh, that's so weird looking. With yeah. With black veils over it? Okay. Uh, it wasn't ordinary black silk. It fell like fathomless shadow reflecting nothing, revealing nothing. Okay. As Alice stared at one veil, it seemed to grow wide and absorb all the light around. That's creepy. Around it. She suspected that if she pulled it back, she would find a vast and terrifying eternity of nothingness, a darkness that would pull her in and swallow her whole. The veils were so dark and blank that it startled her when the middle bee man finally spoke, his voice alarming in its normalcy. Sarah joined her in the crowd, slipping her thin hand into Alice's. She was three years Alice's junior and, of course, full grown at 16 years old. But as far as Alice was concerned, she would always be her baby sister, wide eyed and clinging to her for comfort at their mother's funeral. Where Alice was dark haired, Sarah's hair was bright red. Where Alice's skin was warm and brown, Sarah's was pale and freckled. Somebody is the milkman's child. No, I think this is so many ways. outside and the other one's not because she's Pharaoh. Look, warm and brown though. I mean, that, that's a big. That's a big. That's a deep tan. Oh, she's that's a deep, deep tan. Yeah, yeah. And the other one's just been in the house all day. Uh, I mean, there ain't nothing wrong with being with being social mm-hmm. with being inside. Was that agoraphobia? Agor- the agoraphobia. Agoraphobia. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. In so many ways, she seemed a little fairy springing from nowhere instead of the self same parents as Alice. It was all right though. They shared the same irrepressible curls, the same disjointed laugh. Oh, disjoint! God, that's my husband's laugh, and I hate it. I digress. Yes, you do. (laughs) (laughs) Alice squeezed her hand, and Sarah leaned against her. Whatever brought the beam into town, it wasn't to be trusted. The Honorable Alphonsus P. Wintersberry requests the honor of a young lady's hand in marriage, the middle beam man said. A young lady from this town. Okay. A whisper shivered through the shivered 
through the crowd like a cold wind blowing in off the coast. From his perch on the Oxenby Soldiers and Sailors, Mo and Sailors Monument, Old Vic picked something out of his teeth and flicked it in the general direction of the B-men. If he's so keen on marrying one of our girls, why doesn't he come woo one himself? The B-man ignored this and pressed on. The Honorable Alphonsus P. Wintersberry requests the attendance of all eligible young ladies ages 12, 12 wow. to 18. Excuse me? Wow. At the Von Blurn Estate this evening. 12. Y'all, he is straight cradle robin. And with the name Alphonsus, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> Papa stood near the front of the crowd. Ina, Alice's orphaned cousin, stood at her side. Twelve, what sort of bottom-feeding parasite is this winter's berry that he'd expect us to offer up our little lambs as prize to him? See, somebody else gets yep. it. Twelve-year-olds, we just we just don't touch twelve-year-olds, okay? No, Alice bristled. The hypocrisy of this man. When she was 12, he was beating her for hiding from the monsters until they gave up on her. Across all these years, she was the only thing standing between Sarah and Ina and the monsters. And yet he had the gall to put on virtuous airs. A cheap facade to cover an ocean of vice. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Again, the B-man ignored the interruption and pressed on. Each young lady will be presented with a fine gown to keep. The family of each young lady will be granted $100 as a token of our goodwill in exchange for her attendance tonight. The entire village went silent. $100 was a small fortune. $100 would feed them through a bad crop year, and everyone on the island was having a bad crop year. Alice's thoughts shifted to her own plight. $100 could buy her time, perhaps even... I can't read. I'm having struggle. struggle take a bus. breath. God damn it. Let's go. I did take a breath. What are you talking about? <sighs> uh, perhaps even it could buy her out of a marriage to old Vic. If she went, perhaps Sarah wouldn't have to. Perhaps Ina wouldn't have to. Miss Pritchard sniffed so hard it turned into a snorting sound. And what'll you be doing with these, with those poor girls that you feel the need to pay us that much money for the pleasure of their company? We're an island of good, decent folk, not a, not a cat house. Why Why is nobody else talking about the 12-year-old thing? Why is only one person bringing up the 12-year-old thing? Okay. Lies, lies again from the mother who has saw all four of her daughters. Okay. Oh. Not everyone on the island did it, but Miss Pritchard most certainly did. The bee king will be choosing a bride. The bee man spoke as if he hadn't heard her. Attendance at the ball requires a legal contract stipulating that if chosen, the young lady will depart with us and marry the, oh God, this name, the Honorable Alphonsus P. Wintersberry at the autumn solstice. <laughs> Travel arrangements to the wedding for the family will be, will of course be provided. And what'll you be doing with them in the meantime, demanded Saul the butcher. All summer long and 12. Somebody finally said it. 12. Okay. Do you really expect us to hand off our 12-year-old daughters? Alice chewed at a loose cuticle on her thumb. Why in a year of impending famine were the guiltiest of the daughter sellers bickering with such a generous offer? <laughs> I read that wrong. We're bickering with such... Wait, what? Okay. Uh, whatever. They were fighting. She's mad they're fighting. She's calling them over hypocrites. the fact that... Yeah, the hypocrisy is real. The sour, dark answer presented itself. A bride was a bride once and then gone. 
A daughter could be sold in the famine of one lean year, then sold again in the famine of another. The mm -hmm. posturing, the false, the false outrage of these people pressed on Alice's heart, pushing up a rage that simmered, barely repressed. The people's faces were anxious, but none more so than the daughters. They were the livestock, a safety net standing between their families and hunger, providing the cash to feed their families, to satiate their liquor, the liquor addictions of their fathers by feeding the darker addictions of monsters. Lord, that's a sentence. <laughs> the bee man snapped his finger and another bee man stepped forward, bearing an ornate gilt box. He snapped his finger again and a third bee man stepped forward, bearing a stack of papers. He snapped his finger a third time and the final bee man stepped forward, bearing a beautiful fountain pen and a bottle of ink on a silver tray. Do as you will, the first bee man said. But I hear the crops are suffering this year. There may be a long winter ahead. The words sounded like a promise and a threat. Okay, maybe they poison in the water. A chorus of murmurs and whispers and scattered shouts of outrage rippled through the crowd as well as hollow threats. The bee men ignored these. Mrs. Pritchard stepped forward first, taking her time as she signed four contracts, one for each of her daughters, then accepted $400. Alice's jaw tightened as she watched the money change of hands in broad daylight. There was no secrecy here. It happened in front of everyone's eyes. The respectability of marriage made it sanitized enough for the public square. Mm. Alice yanked on the cuticle with her teeth and tasted blood. Saw the butcher went next. One by one, the people of Oxenby lined up to accept beribboned gold leaf invitations and sign contracts promising their daughters to the bee king should their daughters be chosen as the bride. It took longer for the wealthier families, the ones with enough put away that they never had to do more than look away as their neighbor's daughters suffered. But marriage was respectable, wasn't it? Marriage that wasn't the same as selling one's daughter, wasn't it? Wait, did I? Huh? Marriage that wasn't the same as selling one's daughter, wasn't it? I don't understand. Okay. Because it's, it's not like early marriage. Huh? It, no, I was just saying, like, it, it has a better perception. Oh, okay. That makes sense. It's not like early marriage never happened and their daughter would be a lady if she was chosen. A bride to the wealthiest man in the empire. That was a thing to be proud of, wasn't it? Alice wanted to scream. Her father stepped forward to the line. Oh, hell no, Alice said loudly enough that several mothers nearby glared at her. Go, Alice. She barreled towards him, elbowing anyone who got in her way and nearly bowled over ancient Mrs. Von Blurn. She didn't even stop at the wealthy old woman's curses, but grabbed her father's arm as he stood in line. You can't do this. He turned a tired eye towards her. I can and I will. It's my right. I am Ina's guardian and Sarah's father and I'll do as I please. <laughs> Punch him in the throat. Mm -hmm. You're no father if you do this, Alice hissed. You have no right to sell them like this. You never have and you never will and I'll die before you. Her father caught her arm, squeezing it so hard she feared her bone would crack in on itself. Listen, little miss, he hissed. Unless you want to be beaten out here in the town square like an obstinate ass, you'll turn around and go home. You've already earned a beating. Let's not have it here and now. Her eyes flashed angry and hard. He meant what he said. He'd done it before. She'd been 10 the last time he beat her publicly, but the humiliation of it still burned. From where they stood in the line, women peered at them from underneath their clo their clutches. What the shit is a clutch? A uh, cloche. It's a 1920s bell-shaped hat. Oh, <laughs> see, vocabulary building. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
Men looked away tactfully. Of course they would look away tactfully because they're fucking vaginas. She was older now, stronger, but his eyes were more sober than they had been in days, and she doubted she could escape his wrath if she tried, especially now that he had caught her like this. She pressed her lips together and nodded, hating herself for the way her chin trembled, hating herself for the way she stumbled when he pushed her, hating herself for the way her face burned as she moved through the two silent crowds. Shoot him with a damn arrow. But as much as she hated herself, she hated them, all of them, even more. They were cowards and fools, a lot of them. The bee-men had no faces. They were pits of dark nothingness, slinking into town for Ox and Bee's daughters. They offered more money, pretty ribbons and bows, but in the end, they were monsters like the monsters before them. Not only were they monsters, but they were cowards who would not even show their faces. And the villagers, for all their fierce words and protective gestures, in the end, each of them would sell their daughters to the faceless baron in the west, running the mountain, apiaries and garden, the secret to the wealth of the empire. A strong hand closed around her bicep and the acrid smell of hard liquor roiled over Alice. You're not wanting to throw me over for the devil man, are you, sweetheart? <laughs> like, I just I just see, like, his lip just, like, jiggling as he's talking. Oh, and yeah. it's just so gross. Because he's loose, he's loose-lipped Vic. So, you know. <laughs> ew, ew, ew. Oh, Vic licked his lips. What lips? How? How? <laughs> <laughs> producing a sticky rasping sound see it's just you fold it <laughs> okay you want to go to the fancy ball and wear the fancy dress and catch the heart of a bee king he squeezed her bicep where her father had just gripped her where she was already beginning to bruise and she winced he's not looking for a lady who can lift a horse onto a cart oh. if you don't just punch somebody in the damn throat you old thick muscle hoe <laughs> Just, just, just punch him in the face. You so damn strong. Just, just quick throat punch. <laughs> All problem solved. Oh. Okay, Alice caught Ovik. Oh, here we go. Okay, Alice caught Ovik's wrist and squeezed, forcing him to release her arm. He glared. Watch it, young missy, or I'll cut off our engagement myself. Would be tough luck for your old man to have so many girls to feed in a year like this. Where are he feeding, though? Because they all going to, I guess, to this ball. Yeah. The bee men were looking now, their black fathomless veils turned towards her, unseen eyes burrowing into her skin. She couldn't think here, not with everyone watching. She needed a plan and a drink. Girl, I would need a drink after that too, because you didn't punch nobody. Mm -hmm. The smoky little speakeasy was full when Alice arrived. Clearly, she was not the only one in need of a drink. Everyone there knew her, but no one looked at her, not after her outburst in the square. If they'd had con conscious... Con Consciences, yeah, fucking pray for me. Mm. No, don't then be wasted. Per conscience, consciences, yeah. is that right? Yeah. Okay, consciences, <laughs> like my brain is literally like con science. What does con science say? It's a prick. Oh <laughs> she pricked him. It's been a long day. Don't talk to me. Oh, <laughs> it's Look, I've been out in the damn sun. You watched me lift like 800 pounds of soil. Don't talk to me, okay? I'm tired. Uh, liquor was illegal everywhere in the empire, but here on their little green island, bathtub gin. Ooh, bathtub gin is good, too. We, I mean, suddenly. 
and home-brewed beer were bottled and sold in broad daylight, just like daughters for marriage, apparently. There was no way she could let Sarah or Ina attend the ball at Ingrid Vaud Blurns, not without her, at least. Hell would freeze over before Alice saw her younger sister or even younger cousin married off to some bee king on the mainland. They were both too bright, too sweet, too good. I bet they bad as hell. They probably baby's kids. Them baby's kids, yeah. Because ain't nothing too good, too sweet. They all evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He'd eat them alive and spit out their bones. He'd make of them what the monsters had made of Penelope. What happened to Penelope? You can't just throw that in there and not tell me what happened. Oh, there's more. Okay. Alice ran a hand through her curls and took a large gulp of beer. She shouldn't have thought of Penelope. Oh, there's more. Okay. She spent most of her time trying to forget that she had an older sister once. I'm sorry. The fuck? She had a old she had a sister who protected her. Okay, who the fuck is Penelope now? The year Penelope turned fifteen, the late frost had killed all the crops and unpaid tabs kept them out of the butchers, the bakeries, and the dairy. The butcher, the baker, and the milkman were all struggling with debts of their own and would not extend the tab further. By late November a monster had appeared with enough money to pay their debts and fill their larder. What's a larder? It's like a pantry. Oh, okay. I lost my spot. Hold on. I lost my spot. Where was I? Oh, wait. No, it's in the by late November. Okay. He had chosen Penelope. The monster didn't leave on Sunday. He stayed for a week. Penelope stopped speaking after the monster arrived. She limped through her chores and bled through her skirts. Excuse me? Alice screamed and raged at Papa only to be met with tight pinched scowls and weakly feigned confusion. Alice threw rocks at the monster when she saw him on Main Street and that landed her in jail. The morning they lit her out she found Penelope hanging from a rafter in the barn swinging gently as the cows nudged past her stiff frame. Lord okay so okay so okay okay Um, okay Okay. yeah we're just gonna okay that okay okay Got it. The sister that Alice had known, witty, irreverent, irreverent, creative, and kind, had been reduced to a collection of parts to be sold. The fuck? Her soul? The, parts? They sell people? Okay. Her soul, vibrant and bright, could not abide becoming a collection of parts, a payment for debts. How much an arm costs? Because she could become a serial killer and be, like, set if this is if this is what happens. And so she had left in the only way she could. Alice took another gulp and shook herself against the horror of the memory. The warmth of the alcohol matched the rage in her blood. No, it wasn't happening this time. A bee man walked by her table. She grabbed his arm and pulled down hard, forcing him to sit on the bench beside her. I'm signing up. I know, right? And this whole time she letting all these men like manhandle her when she just was like, come here, boy, we need to have a talk, right? Like, Like he was nothing. Like just punch, like punch loose lip Vic in the throat. I promise you, it'll probably go through it because he's so damn saggy. Yeah, <laughs> his skin's like a paper. Beam, oh, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, she normally didn't drink, especially not this much. It was going to her head. Her words were a little slurred, but she didn't care. The bee man straightened his veil. It was even more unsettling this close up. I bet they got eyeballs like bees. That's why they always veiled. I bet you, I bet you, when she sees the eyeballs, they're going to have like the honeycomb and they're going to see like 50 million. (laughs) It was even more unsettling this close up, even shaking and off balance. He looked as if he could open up that darkness and swallow her down whole. 
She imagined leaving with him across the sound to the city, across the city into the dark mountainous countryside in the west, entering the mansion of the bee king and walking into whatever darkness awaited her there. She shuddered. Who she went. She went way, way into that, that, that feminine brain of hers. Lord Jesus. You're doing what now? His voice was thin and reedy. I'm signing up to be the bee king's bride. She pushed her pint towards the veiled man. To her surprise, he took it, toyed with the handle. How old are you? There was a a sickly sweet scent on his breath. Was that what moon honey smelled like? My brain just straight stuttered. Give me a minute. Okay. I'm going to start making a list what? of words and phrases you can't say. <laughs> I'm just going to post them problem. weekly. <laughs> I can't stand you. 19. Too old. His voice was disparaging as his veil, as his veiled face turned all his darkness on her. She imagined his eyes behind that veil, taking in her scarred face, rough hands, square shoulders. Are you even a girl? Please punch something in the throat. The black silk veil was still terrifying, but now Alice was too irritated to care. She leaned towards it, her voice a low growl. I'd show you, but then I'd have to kill you. The bee man tilted his head and made a noise that almost sounded like approval. What happened to your face? He raised a finger clad in a black leather glove and traced her scar diagonally from her forehead to her cheekbone. Her eye twitched at the memory of the near miss. Huh? Near miss? Of what gave her the scar? Duh. I know. Alice was in the habit of telling shoddily constructed stories to explain her scar, but she couldn't bring herself to lie anymore. Not if Papa was willing to try and sell off Sarah and Ina to some faceless baron. He could go to hell along with the whole rest of the town. My Papa has a drinking problem. This town has a daughter selling problem. Okay. Hard luck that. I'll see to it that there's harder luck for you if you take my sister or my cousin. Look at her with the threats and still ain't punched nobody in the eyeball. That's hilarious. Yeah, you'd leave her with your father with your with the drinking problem. He doesn't hurt her, just me. The bee man made that noise again a little louder this time, reaching over to tug at the neckline of her dress as if he already knew that he'd seen another scar. That he'd see another scar. He's awfully touchy. Rising fleshy and discolored along her collarbone. That could have killed you, but it didn't, did it? The bee man was silent for a moment. Were you afraid when it happened? She shook her head. There's no time for fear when someone is coming at you with the knife. Yo, this is the Bee King. How much you want to bet she's talking to the Bee King? Because it just it just makes sense, right? Yeah. Got a little Castile. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. The Bee Man leaned back, and she almost wondered if he was smiling behind that veil. You're still too old. Alice ground her teeth. What difference does a few months make? The Bee Man tilted his head amiably yeah none really it only lowers the chances of you know what the bee man shifted in his seat finally are you a virgin lord prayer okay alice choked on her beer it shot up her nose and burned spattering across the depths of her sinuses and making her eyes water between coughs she snapped how is that any of your business the bee man steepled his fingers together, leaning back. Mr. Wintersberry isn't the first groom to care about the virginity of his bride. Is Mr. Wintersberry a virgin? That is not your concern, but my virginity is his. Alice knew these sorts of expectations, these sorts of double standards existed, but no one on the island had ever had ever dared ask such an intrusive thing. When people did what they did here, 
They knew better than to ask those sorts of questions or to care much about the answer. You're quite cozy with the Lyle fella. We heard people talking about the two of you when we arrived. You know, you know what? Lyle's all bitch ass. I bet you he's spreading word. Just needs to get kicked. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He probably like she wouldn't give me. Yeah. She wouldn't give me none. So let's go spread some rumors. Mm -hmm. Alice Sugarhead, he's married. I'm not that kind of girl. Okay, hold on. I thought he was a sugar baby. When does sugar baby equate? Maybe I missed that. No, she I did, don't know. That, the be- they're married, but like he's still the young one. It's like uh, what was like oh. Anna Nicole Smith, but now just reverse it. Oh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. The B man folded his arms. And what kind of girl is that? The kind that trifles with married men. If you aren't a virgin, we'll know. I'm sorry. Alice highly doubted that. If you were lying, you will most surely die. Alice breath Alice breath hitched in her throat. Excuse me? On your wedding night. Does do they like do they like eat the 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 little barrier thing? Because how how Yeah. <laughs> because there's like blood. how would you know? There's blood. There's not always blood though. Well, that's what because they're men and they're stupid, that's what they expect. Oh, okay. Despite the anger in her heart and the alcohol in her stomach, Alice felt cold. By whose hand? She, you know what? She awfully feels, she is awfully fearful and still ain't punched nobody in the throat. Mm -hmm. The black silk veiled face turned fully on her and something shifted. Alice couldn't put her finger on what changed, but it was palpable like the air pressure dropped before a storm or that silence after an ear splitting shout. Then he shrugged as if they're as if they were discussing something inconsequential. You'll see. Oh, yo, he try, he gonna he gonna try and eat her throat or like a titty or something. Something. <laughs> That's how he's gonna know. Like her, like her edibility is gonna taste different. What? What? That's a word. Edibility. You read way too much splatter punk. You need to put that shit down. <laughs> Look, 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 spider punk is, is beautiful. Clearly. He turned his, he turned to his shiny leather briefcase and snapped it open, retrieving a creamy piece of paper with a flourish. He slid it across the table towards Alice. The contract began with a large curly whereas and continued in very small letters, all crammed together for the length of the page. There was barely space at the bottom for her signature and date. Alice scowled. Not a one of them read this, did they? The bee man shook his head. She squinted at the letters, but they blurred together. She needed glasses, but glasses and the necessary appointments in the city on the mainland cost money. And if they had money, she wouldn't be staring down a contract like this to begin with. She would be free. The bee man folded his gloved hands primly. I don't mean to be indelicate, but you know that the bee king is very wealthy, correct? I don't care about money, but we was just talking about how you needed glasses and glasses cost <laughs> money. So apparently you care somewhere about money. Just not just the not bee man. Tilted, yeah, just not openly. The bee man tilted his head and made an amused noise. Then what do you care about? Freedom, safety, power, said a little voice in her head. She kept that part to herself, but it was true. It wasn't money that would buy them freedom and safety. It was power. But power was more easily gotten and kept if you have money, it seemed. The bee man uncapped a fountain pen and offered it to her like an old pal sharing a cigarette. She took it but hesitated, nib frozen in the air above the paper. You don't have to do this, the bee man said softly. There are many 
There are any number of girls in this town who could be chosen. The words were like a match to a puddle of gasoline. She signed the paper so fiercely she nearly tore it. Alice pushed the paper back over to him. You're right. Other girls could be chosen. That's exactly why I have to do this. <laughs> she stood. She is awfully confident because mm -hmm. he's still picking. Right. And all these other daughters been sold. So, it's, you know, it ain't like she the only one. Watch. This is like the Hunger Games. Watch. They have to like stab each other because she's so damn muscular. She gonna win it all. <laughs> she stood nearly knocking over the table. It started the people around her and their eyes on her were more than she could bear. She pushed her way out of the tavern, out of the town and back into the forest, back to the safety of the leafy shadows to hold herself tight and firmly refuse to think about the thing that she had just done. Chapter three, finery. Okay. So. We got loose lip dried apricot who didn't get punched in his throat. We got old surly ass Lyle who's butt hurt. We got drunken Pappy who still needs to get his ass beat. Maybe with a switch. Mm -hmm. We got the little sister and we got the cousin who's been sold. Then we got all the people talking about how they didn't want their daughters to be sold at 12 yet they selling their daughters because you know money because they all pole and stuff mm -hmm, okay mm -hmm. so that evening a bee man still veiled despite the dim and dusk delivered not one but three dress boxes as well as one extra beribboned invitation with alice's name scrawled across it in elegant script alice sarah and ina carried their boxes back to their room and dropped them onto their beds ina's hands shook as she toyed with the large satin ribbons holding her box shut her eyes were wide and her face seemed young. Okay. Because she is young, Alice thought. Okay. You've always wanted to go to a fancy dress ball. Alice said in the cheerfulest voice she could muster. And here's your chance. I don't want to marry the bee king. Ina's lip trembled. I want to study chemistry at the university. And you will, as will I, Sarah said almost impatiently. This is a game that rich people play. It's like, it's like in Cinderella. Uh, Ina shook her Ina shook her head in Cinderella the stepmother keeps her stepdaughter home Uncle Baz is forcing me to go Sarah took Ina's hand in hers what use would the bee king have of a little half pint like you Ina pulled her hands away the same use that anyone from the mainland has of us Alice's throat tightened. Ina already knew. Of course she knew. How couldn't she? She wasn't blind or deaf. She went to school with all the other island girls, and surely they talked about what happened to some of them. Still, to hear those words, so flat and blunt from Ina, was almost more than she could stand. There was no way Papa had saw her. She was busy enough milking their cows and tending the garden. She was industrious enough. Huh? What? Okay. I I had I was trying to define industrious because I just saw like this like like don't sigh at me. Just Alice shook her set. Wait, just read again. Oh, look, <laughs> I can't stand you. There hadn't been a truly hard crop season in the last few years. Alice shook herself and turned to Ina. Whatever you have heard from the girls at school, you must know that this is not your fate. You're gonna you're going to study at the university. You're gonna you're going to learn for books. I keep wanting to say gonna I can because gonna and going to are the same fucking thing. Mm, Pray for okay. me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're, you're gonna learn for books thicker than my forearm. She held up her forearm, flexing her hand into a fist so the muscles rippled. Ina rolled her eyes, but a giggle still escaped her. You're gonna live in an extraordinary you're gonna live an extraordinary life and it won't be as some 
B. King's child bride. Alice fought to keep the quiver out of her voice, turning away as her eyes grew hot. She pulled back the lid of the box to reveal a beautiful beaded gown like pink with ivory pearls. It was sweet and girlish, but altogether too grown up for Ina. At the same, all the same, it looked to be her size. Would you look at that, Sarah breathed, off for just one night of play acting. Alice frowned. What kind of fool, no matter how rich, would go to this trouble when he could just as easily stroll over here and pick a girl out of a lineup? There was a catch here and she knew it. Ina slipped the dress on over her head. It fit beautifully. There, Alice said, forcing a smile. You're a princess at a ball and you've got me to protect you. What happened last year when Tommy Tippins pulled your braids and made you cry? Ina grinned. You broke his nose. Oh, so we going to be punching people <laughs> who mess with our babies. But we ain't, yeah, she going to punch a little kid. <laughs> but she ain't going to punch dried apricot Vic. Really? <laughs> How does that one I work? I swear to all I have is the like, closing credits of Step Brothers in my mind right now. <laughs> if I broke someone's nose for something as silly as that, what do you think I'll do if someone tries to marry you off against your will to a strange old honey baron? <sighs> okay. We, we okay child abuse but won't punch loose lip vic okay mm -hmm. alice smacked her <laughs> fist into her palm and ina giggled you'd paste him flat as a pancake but we ain't gonna throw an axe at lyle's face okay that's right i'd paste him flat as a pancake alice placed the beaded band across ina's forehead and tied it to the back of her head i'd like to see them try as far as you're concerned you've just earned the family a whole hundred clams and get to go to a fancy party to boot we're gonna have a swell time everyone will we just hit the lottery kid wait did your father so not realize bothered. that she got a box like where's he at I'm, I'm, wouldn't he be like where's i'm past daddy at this point yeah but i'm still trying to figure out why we over here beating the shit out of children <laughs> <laughs> that's my question <laughs> have your tea Sarah appeared at Alice's elbow with a steaming cup of tea Sarah had a gift for foraging herbs and making the most beautiful teas always laced with honey from her own hives she always made them for Alice every morning every night with honey so gold it seemed to glow that was actually really vivid Alice Ooh. took the cup from her gratefully feeling stronger from the first sip I still don't understand why you won't sell your honey Sarah Sarah sold all her herbs and tinctures and oils, all the things that came from the flowers she grew to feed her bees. People loved her for them, flocked to her for them. The honey, though, she kept for herself, locked away in, a, in wooden barrels. She guarded it like a dragon guarded a, ca a cave of gold. Why do I think that Sarah knows something more than, than our, our FMC? Clearly. Alice. I mean, something's up. Sarah sighed, her eyes rolling heavenward. Alice had bothered her about this a thousand times before, and each time the sigh grew longer and more beleaguered. <laughs> I know we're poor, but can't we just have something for us and no one else? It's ours. It's mine. It's more work than anyone can imagine. Did you know that a bee will only produce a few drops of honey across a lifetime of hard labor? Yes, we do know, Ina mimicked Sarah's beleaguered sigh. You've only told us a thousand times before. Sarah grinned. Good girl. Oh, we got praise. Okay. Hi. As and as long as they're gone, as they're going to all the trouble for us, it seems wrong to just sell it. She cast a meaningful glance towards Alice. Some things are too precious to sell. You know that. Alice's stomach flipped. Yes, I do know that. She shook herself. Anyway, 
I don't know why you're bothering with tea now. Shouldn't you be getting dressed? I supposed I should. Sarah grinned, her eyes growing wide as she lifted out her dress. It was a, it was white and foamy as a cloud, innocent to the point of looking thoughtless. Sarah pressed it against herself. I still can't believe this is happening. Neither can I, thought Alice as she opened her box. The dress made her breath catch in her throat. It was a mosaic of jet beads and lace strands dripping six inches below the tassel hemline, which would barely reach her knees. The jet beads and lace overlaid a deeper layer of blood red silk. I told you it was the bee king she was talking to. She lifted it. She lifted it out of the box. The neckline dipped low, the back even lower. She bit her lip. Were the bee men trying to humiliate her or just test her? She was... She was going whether they liked it or not, but she wasn't going to go dressed like this, especially not after that scandalous conversation this afternoon. She dumped the gown back in the box and spun around, jerking open the old, word, the old wardrobe with more force than necessary. Wait, what was the You're not what staying home. Uh, I guess it's like the old, like, 20s flap, flap dresses. That's how I pictured yeah. it. So real short with, like, a low neckline and low backline. With oh, like they, all these like jangly oh, beads. Yo, he wants like a flapper be, dress. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. I told you that was the bee king she was talking to. I mean, probably. She, yeah. You're not staying home, are you, Sarah asked, fiddling with a pin in her hair. No. Alice found her threadbare Sunday dress and all but ripped it off the hanger. I'm going in my Sunday best. She stripped down to her slip and pulled a blue cotton dress over her head. It was too tight in the shoulders and a little frayed at the hem, but she didn't care. She was going to this party to break bones and raise hell if they try to take her sister or her cousin, or now that she thought about it, anyone who was Ena's age. Yeah, I believe it when I said Lit it. one of the simp... You right? <laughs> Let one of the simpering 18-year-olds, hungry for money and honey, leave the island and marry the bee king. As for Sarah and the others, barely out of primary school, they would stay here where they belonged. She jammed her hand into her Sunday dress pocket and found the ribbon she always wore to church. She tied it in her hair with all the grim determination of a veteran throwing herself back onto the battlefield. That is, that is, that is some rough bow tie. Yeah. First of all. I just picture like Rambo style. <laughs> right? Rambo in a bow to the head. <laughs> I can't I can't unsee it right now. The cuckoo clock downstairs chimed and she jumped, fumbling the ribbon. But I thought she was doing it with the determination of Rambo. Rambo wouldn't have fumbled. No. Rambo would already Her father was a clock right. Her father was a clockmaker when he was sober enough and, a, and cuckoo clocks were his specialty. The rhythmic cuckoo of the little wooden bird was at once comforting and annoying here from a dresser drawer sarah produced a cut crystal perfume bottle she held it aloft like a sales lady in a fancy department store in the city i made a new tincture wait so okay Ina's eyes grew wide as she looked at the bottle but that's not really a tincture sure it is is it? Oh, okay. Ina's eyes grew wide as she looked at the bottle. Where on earth did you get that, Sarah? Sarah turned it over her hands. Miss Von, Mrs. Von Blurn, she gave it to me in exchange for the last batch of tinctures, tinctures I made for her gout. Look Looking loud. Looking loud being a sugar, a sugar baby to a woman with gout. Next thing you know, she'll have shingles. She it didn't have turkey. any perfume in it. Right? <laughs> It didn't have any perfume in it, so I thought it'd be nice to make my own. You sold her your tinctures in exchange for trash. As fancy as it was, the perfume bottle was just that, an empty container. A rich woman's empty container, but trash all the same. 
Sarah rolled her eyes. It's pretty. And I actually asked her for it or rather if she had any, I wanted, yeah, I wanted something nice, you know, right. Just for us. She grinned holding a crystal vessel aloft with one hand, the other poised and waiting as he gripped the spherical black pump attached by a narrow hose. Come on, Alice, try some just for me. Fine. Alice closed her eyes and Sarah missed her generously. She would, she would have objected, but the scent was very light and floral, remarkably pleasant. Sarah knelt and sent a mist up Alice's skirt. I'm sorry. Why are we spraying our coochies? Because, you know, if she gets picked, they got to check the hymen. But in, 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 yeast infection. Why are we? Why are? Oh, why are we spraying our cooters? Nobody is relevant. So, <laughs> right? Oh, oh, they have it. That's valid. You know, yeah. sweat and mu- I'm must, sure it's butt. fucking rank down butt. there. So, <laughs> it might be. It might be. Sarah giggled. Just in case it's been a while since you bathed. Ha <laughs> ha! You're the worst. Do you know that? I do. Alice reached for her sister and cousin who took each one of her hands. Their hands and hers lit a fierce fire in her. Let's go. What the fuck is that word? Chapter four, jalopy. <laughs> is, is that how you say it? Jalopy? I think so. Yeah. That big old car. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was like, I'm sitting here like jalopy and all I see is like sloppy jala- like jalapenos. Jabberwocky. <laughs> or that. Oh my goodness. When they got to the bottom of the stairs, Papa was there. Why he hadn't already slunk off to the speakeasy, Alice didn't know. He nodded as he took in Ina and Sarah, but when he got to Alice, he frowned. Where do you think you're going? With my sisters. <laughs> Who said you could go? The muscles at the back of Alice's neck tightened. The B-men, you're too old. They made an exception. Papa snorted. For a full-grown woman and engaged at that, never. But she's not really engaged, though, because she could just, like, he could, you know, have an accident, yes, and that would be the end of it. Yeah, but she also beats up little kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, how does it work? He rose to Alice's face. He was laughing at her as if she was trying to play a game made for little girls. She was gonna... She was going out to save these girls from a game meant for adults. It should have been his job. They chose me and invited me specially. They've even paid you for it, though. As you said, I'm a grown woman and that money is mine by rights. Okay. I'm waiting. Just if she she throws a shoe at him, I'm sold and I will forever love her. Papa frowned, unsure. He was a drunk and a brute, and putting him off balance felt like a triumph. I thought they'd made a mistake. She held out a hand. I really ought to collect that hundred dollars. It's for your dowry. Or the tab at the speakeasy. Papa lurched towards her, and she stepped aside, leaving him to stumble into the wall. Oh, now she got balls. Mm-hmm. If it Now she got balls against adults, right? Mm-hmm. But little kids, game on. He turned and it'll never die. He turned and swung at her, narrowly missing. Her stomach curled up in a hard knot, and she was five years old again, panicking at the rage of a man 20 times her weight. But she wasn't five years old. She was a grown woman at 19 who made her own choices and signed her own contracts. Please punch him in the eyeball. You can't do that, she said. The words came out weak and unconvincing. Dear Lord Jesus, if she, this girl don't punch somebody. Papa stared at her for a moment, then threw, hit, threw back his head and laughed. I can't. Can I? Of course not. You're grown, aren't you? Fine. Go be grown. 
go be grown. That shit, that shit brought memories of my mama. Oh, you won't go. You won't go play with your friends. Okay, go be grown. Mm. Mm. See if the bee king, the father of an empire, will fall for your muscular wiles in a tatty old church dress. What? What muscular wiles? She beats kids, but won't beat her own damn daddy. What muscular? They're just they're just there at this point. She's China. She's she's WWE China. She got all this beautiful muscle and wants to beat kids, but won't beat up her own damn daddy who actually does hit her. You haven't got the sense you were born with. You a grateful, stupid girl. Go enjoy your independence, but don't expect to come back here after tonight. You're a grown woman. As you say, you can make your own decisions. Go then make them. He grabbed a beer bottle by the neck and brought it down hard on the table, shattering the brown glass. The skin around the scars, the skin around the scars across her face and neck flinched, and Alice nearly fell as she scrambled towards the door. Oh, did he hit her with a with a broken bottle? I guess so, uh, like a like a bottle or a knife or something. But but I don't think he hit her in that scene. I think it just kind of like brought back a trauma response. Yeah, that's what she got. But, yeah, but I just I can't get over the fact that she over here punch, breaking little kids' noses because they snatched her her cousin's wig. But <laughs> she won't just drop. But she just won't drop. Kick daddy dearest. <sighs> okay, Ina and Sarah had already bolted to the door, and she followed out after them. There may be a price to pay for this later when he was sober. But if there was, she didn't care. They trotted down a road of dirt, staining the hem of Ina's pale pink gown if Ina noticed she didn't mind which was unlike her under ordinary circumstances this would be the most disappointing thing in the world to come into possession of a gown so fine only to see it coated in road dust tonight though under the rising moon and the strange party they were off to attend it didn't seem to matter moon honey it'll make me all the money Ina sang the old song none of them had even seen moon honey but there were whispers that some of the monsters from the city brought it with them sometimes there were whispers that a teaspoon of it could make you impossibly clever or stronger wise okay so it's like that 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 movie with what's his his hairy face where he take a pill and it like makes his brain real smart what that movie what's it with yeah yeah is this relevant yeah, because they said moon honey mm-hmm. can make some like like one drop of moon honey or one teaspoon of moon honey can make somebody impossibly clever or strong or wise. So it reminded me of the old, of the hairy dude I who took that pill and like that. his brain got smarter. They might be. <laughs> That's the thing. You know, meth, meth makes you real strong. <laughs> the poor dreamed of it and wondered what ability it would bring them if they ever secured a mouthful of it. Ina kicked a rock down a row, scuffing her patent leather shoe. Normally, Alice would chide her, but today she didn't care. Let her arrive as disheveled as possible. Let her not be chosen. Do you think it's true what they say about Moon, honey? Can it give you powers? Can it make you fly? Move things with your mind? Know what other people are thinking? Ina's little hand was sweaty and small inside Alice's palm. That's the nastiest feeling in the world Mm -hmm. when you're holding somebody's sweaty ass hand. Alice scoffed. I don't believe in ghosts or fairies or magic, honey. Sarah pulled out a curl absently. How is how has it made people so rich, though? According to Uncle Baz, it's the reason the empire has grown like it has. According to Pappy Homer, it's the reason that the, that the Un- Unger Unger Un- Ungermeyer Ungermeyer 
man in the city has become a millionaire. Alice shrugged. People believe what they want to believe. They're ter they're terif ter wow. terrifically. <laughs> I literally am <laughs> struggling right now. Stop I'm not going to talk about it. You better fucking stop it right now. <laughs> Don't. Don't talk to me. They're terrifically gullible. Supposing Mr. Ungermeyer really believed that Moon Honey made him cleverer, more visionary, more confident. Supposing he believes that. So he pays the bee king for a barrel of the stuff and has it in his tea every morning. Supposing it doesn't do a dang thing more than regular honey. But Mr. Ungermeyer believes it does. So on days he has it, he works harder, stands taller, and expects the world to be his oyster. Maybe that's how he got to be a millionaire. The shadows on the dirt lane were growing long as they walked. Something shifted in the trees, but when Alice turned toward it, she saw nothing. She gripped Ina, Ina's and Sarah's hands, pulling them tighter towards her. I don't think so, Sarah said. She was looking towards the tree line. Has she seen something too? Alice wanted to ask, but that would scare Ina. What do you think, Ina asked. I think it changes people whether they like it or not, Sarah said. The kind of money Ungermeyer has isn't by accident people don't just look their way into lives like that it has to happen on purpose with help she smiled at alice like you you've been helping us our whole lives and that's why we're gonna get the lives we're gonna get sarah was always so sure they were gonna shake off the dust of this old town and make good somewhere on the mainland she was gonna be a star Whenever Alice asked her to specify what sort of star a singer actress model sarah would just smile the unforgettable sort she'd say Ina interrupted her thoughts. They say the bee king has six limbs like a bee. They say he sleeps all day and only goes out at night to tend the moon bees. They say he has mandibles instead of teeth. They say, they say a lot of things. Who are they anyway? Alice had grown up on the stories too. The ones that floated around schoolyards like dandelion seeds settling lightly in their imaginations. The bee king, the reason for much of the nation's wealth, the man of mysterious dealings and dark secrets was the source of all their wildest dreams and darkest legends he was a charlatan a snake oil salesman i like that who managed to capture the imaginations and the wallets of all the captains of industry from steel tycoons to newspaper magnets Ma it's not a magnet magnate magnates stop <laughs> stop fucking sighing me <laughs> Okay, we're not. Look, I have an excuse right now. Okay, yeah, okay. But he, he he was no wizard or mystic, just a beekeeper with a flair for sales. Alice was sure of it, mostly sure anyway. Everyone says so. Ina insisted. Alice laughed a little too loudly. Everyone also said I'd never marry, and here I am engaged to old Vic. Girl, if you don't shut your dumb ass up, you ain't trying to get married to old Vic. <laughs> Sarah raised a mischievous eyebrow. Not if the bee king doesn't snatch you up first. He won't choose me. I'm an in oh in in mm, in intemperate. It's intemperate. Oh mule, I got it. Oh, Everyone says that too. <laughs> Mel, I have been outside in the sun <laughs> for a damn near three days. Don't talk to me. Sarah clucked. Only the people who don't know you. Alice grinned. All right, then everyone except you and Lyle. Why are you always bringing up Lyle's old butt hurt self? Uh, okay, a horn, a who good. Got it. We got that one behind them, and Alice rolled her eyes. Speak of the devil, and he shall come. <laughs> Lyle pulled up beside them, and Mrs. Von learns jalopy. 
<laughs> Edward is so funny. It'll forever be funny. Three girls sat giggling in the backseat, all dressed as prettily as Sarah and Ina. Dear ladies, he said, may I have the honor of driving you to the ball? Annoyance tightened Alice's grip on Ina and Sarah. He bought you off too, didn't he? He bought my wife off, Lyle said. <laughs> who bought who off? I lost that. He bought you off too, didn't you? Who did he buy? Oh, he's talking. Wait. I'm okay. And I'm nothing if not an obedient husband. I don't know what's going on right there. My brain can't function. Lyle, thank you. Sarah didn't wait for him to come round, but clambered up into the back seat. Lyle moved to leave the, jal the jalopy to help Ina and Alice, but Alice waved him back and climbed up into the front passenger seat, tucking Ina into the bench space between them. How long did you know about all this? She asked as the car began to move. Lyle shrugged one shoulder, studying the road ahead of him. <laughs> you had to know. They've been playing in a fancy dress ball in your house. Lyle laughed a little too heartily. They've been playing in a fancy dress ball in Ingrid Van Blurns's house. I just happen to live there. You should have told me. Lyle finally looked at her. And what would you have done? Eh? <laughs> Marched in and forbidden... <laughs> Marched in and forbidden Von Blurn to host people in her own house. Intercepted the correspondence and burned it. If it wasn't at her house, it would have been at the mayor's. They can't marry off our little ones. Alice jerked her head towards Ina. She still sleeps with her doll at night. Ina slapped her shoulder. You didn't need to tell them that. Alice shrugged. There's nothing wrong with it, and that's the, and that's the point. You and half the girls in this town are too young to be getting up to this nonsense. <laughs> Lyle looked sideways at Alice. She grimaced. She knew he was thinking the same thing she was. Their being too young didn't stop their parents who quietly sold their daughters in the lean winters. Lyle shifted gears as the jalopy accelerated, jerking slightly as he did. They didn't sell you. You're too old for this party, and yet here you are. I demanded to come. Yo, his butt hurt is strong. Yeah. yeah. He don't even get the G. <laughs> Lyle frowned. You want to marry the bee king? I want to bust the skull of anyone who looks twice at my girls, but we don't but we don't hit our abusive daddy, but we beat up little kids. Yep. Got it. Mm -hmm. Lyle's shoulders relaxed, of course. They pulled around a corner to Ingrid Von Blurns' estate. Ingrid was one of the few old money families on the island. Her first her first husband was an out of town reprobate rep, rep, reprobate who wooed her for her money shut up melissa <laughs> and would have ruined her financially had had not her inherited wealth been so vast and had he not died of a sudden heart attack before his gambling addiction got to be too much she had taken the death she had taken his death in stride waiting out of the waiting out christ waiting out the customary time of grieving to the day before philosophical you you said it philosophically Returning to her regular wardrobe and turning her hand to the mercenary courtship of Lyle. Wait, Lyle courted her? Yeah, Lyle, Lyle is a hoe. Wait. Lyle is a butthurt hoe. Is he just like a little rake? Like what? I thought, okay. So Lyle, Lyle is that boy that wants all, like Lyle thinks his milkshake brings all the girls to the yard. But in reality, Lyle just kind of throws his milkshake and <laughs> sprinkles it everywhere. Okay, so I was under the impression and, and, that this old lady went after him, like just went all full cougar on him. But he pursued no, her. No, 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 no. 
Yeah, yeah. Lyle's a shark. That's gross. Anyway. It is. I mean, he just, look, he I just, mean, it's no like what I said earlier. Like, he is just trying to live his best life, you know, do a little pee-pee touch <laughs> in the saggy old, you know, hot dog bun. She's like, not letting them do that. Do you think they ever did? I'm pretty. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe like while she's sleeping, maybe like uh, he pokes no. her in the eye with it or something. No. <laughs> you never know. La La was only too happy to acquiesce. Acquiesce. I'm close. Acquiesce. We're getting there. Don't talk to me. <laughs> Look, you heard me say the word earlier today. I know how to say it. Okay, like, we just have a problem right now. Saying, a quiz. <laughs> it's going to be a quiz now forever. That's how I will always say it now. <laughs> to her attention and then to her proposal. He loved the comfortable house and his comfortable allowance, only occasionally being called upon to do her bidding in times such as now, chauffeuring the young ladies to the town of their to their doom. Ingrid and the Bee King have a long loyal or wait, that's there's no loyal in there. Ingrid and the Bee King have a long history together, Lyle said, as if reading their thoughts, their families have always supported each other in various business endeavors. And the taking a too young bride is a business in wait. That's a question. Wait, I have and a question. And taking a too young bride is a business endeavor, huh? Why, why are we fucking with Lyle right now? Because she beat up. Yeah, she she beat up little kids, so you know she <laughs> she's just gonna you know she's just gonna let Lyle do what Lyle does. Yeah, I don't, Lydia, I don't why even know. are we? Aren't they supposed to be going? Wait, what's happening right now? They're on their way to the party. Oh, They're in a jalopy. He's taking them. <laughs> Yeah, he's driving Miss Daisy. Wait, is the old lady in and the car? And all her badass kids. Yeah, they're all in a, they're all in a vehicle. Oh, so they're all going to the party. Yeah. Wait, the old lady's in the car too? Yeah, the old lady is in the car too. Wait, maybe the old lady ain't in the car. I don't know. We never got there. Open. About her. You know, she probably got dementia. <laughs> oh, I don't even know. She's so damn old. <laughs> She probably got dementia. I mean, okay, 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 okay. Acquiesce. Alice didn't even bother to keep. Fuck off. Didn't even bother to keep the cynicism out of her voice. Her words came out louder than intended. The girls in the backseat stopped talking and giggling and turned to stare. All marriages are business endeavors. Lyle sounded tired. That's why people take lovers so they can have something that transcends money. Oh, is he still trying to mac on her? Is that what's happening right now? I, th I, th I think that is what's Stubborn. happening. Yeah, I think that is what's happening. What? <laughs> uh, he's stubborn. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. uh, yeah. That's stupid. Um, he tossed her a hopeful glance. Now, he's just trying to get her fucking panties. Yeah. That's all well and good until the baby comes. Alice shot back thinking of poor Opal who ended up in the family. What? The family Alice way. shot. The Alice shot back thinking of poor Opal who ended up in the family way last year and every man in town insisting it wasn't his. See? See? This is why she should not be beating the shit out of little kids and breaking their nose. And why she should just be known as the one you just don't mess with in town. Because she goes and punches people in the throat so much more effective with an adult. Lyle shrugged. There are things to prevent that, you know. Alice's cheeks flared hot. Lyle, how dare you and in the presence of children. 
I'm sorry. It's it's just a prophylactic. I don't understand why that's such a sensitive topic. <sighs> the confusion for me is real right now. Why why are prophylactics scary? I uh, carry on. I cannot. I I hate you. I'm mad you posted that. Sh- <laughs> Stop focusing on Twitter and read the goddamn book. I'm not. I'm not a child, and I'm not stupid. Millicent <gasps> told me all about she all about sheets a year ago. See, like, why why are we having sex up before they have a period? First of all, I got so many damn questions. Okay. They're curious. Same on Millicent then. Alice snapped before turning her wrath back upon Lyle. You chose your marriage bed and you can sleep in it. How dare he look at her like that as if it was her fault that he lived with an ancient crone who did not satisfy him. The absolute nerve. (laughs) They pulled into the large circular driveway and all the girls alighted like colorful birds. They were island girls. Who did not stand on ceremony and wait for gentlemen to hand them down. They jumped the tassels of beads hanging off the bottoms of their dresses. Clacking and swishing as they dropped to the gravel. Alice turned aloud. Goodbye. Something hot and hard. I'm sorry. What? Something hot and hard burned in her chest. I swear to God if this girl don't just get over. Fucking Lyle's bitch ass. She didn't know him anymore. The boy she'd grown up with would never would never ask her to be his mistress even in the likely event that she was not chosen to be the bee king's bride this goodbye felt real final somehow lyle leaned towards her allow me to escort you inside alice shook her head i'm sure you have more girls to round up for this pony show she hated him for that as well he sold them out as easily as her father had even though he had nothing to lose for refusing to be party to this other than his ill-gotten allowance when had this hollow man replaced her dearest friend? She jerked the door open and jumped down, approaching the the brazier, the brazier, it's like the lit little, entrance. Yeah, it's like the little fire, like a yeah, yeah. Okay, like a fire in a pot. Grateful, yeah, grateful for the wail of the jazz band echoing from inside, drowning out the thundering of her own heart. Chapter five: Moonbees. Alice had been inside Mrs. Von Blurns' estate a few times to deliver milk or vegetables from their farm, but tonight the place was unrecognizable. A fountain flowing with gold stood in the center of the foyer, lit brightly from within by electric bulbs as opposed to the gas lamps. Gas lamps. Wow. <sighs> gas lamps. Islanders still used. As she approached it, the smell hit her. The gold flowing in the fountain was honey. The vestibule was... Crowded with flowers, their various scents mixing with the honey to create a heady haze that would be cloying if it weren't so delicious. Alice stuck out her tongue to see if she could taste the air. Lord, dear Jesus. It was, it's wonderful, isn't it? The veiled bee man was at her elbow, the fathomless silk covering his face too close for comfort. So sweet. If the... What? Is she talking to the damn bee king? It's the bee king. Okay, I have a, I do have a question now because she's big, right? So she's China. Yeah. And when they yeah first, yeah that's how I see her. Yeah. So but when they first introduced the bee man, they said that they were yeah yeah tiny. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this dude sliding up into her DMs? Is he tiny? I mean, he could be Danny. Like, is he a short She could king? be his Arnold, Danny. I mean, maybe it's Danny DeVito to Arnold. You know. Who knows? 
I mean, they are that's really cute that, together, but yeah, I just yeah, it's giving are. me a weird picture in my head. Okay, can't carry on. Okay. Alice stared at the slithery veil that hung where her face should be, resisting the urge to back away. She would not be cowed by these men. No, because she beats and breaks little boys' noses. Oh, my God. I knew it. It'll never, it'll never die. I don't care. It'll just never die. A new wave of disgust at the entire ordeal lurched in her stomach as she felt angry again. You didn't have to throw a whole party, you know. They have sold their daughters to your boss for a couple of chickens and a pack of nice cigarettes. Oh, I think it might cost a little more than that, the bee man said. They're daughters, aren't they? Flesh and blood. Annoyance pricked at Alice. They're island girls. This man wore a pinstripe suit that he came and he came from the mainland. He was in the employ. Employ. Employ? Yes. Employ, right? Yes. Oh, okay. Of the bee king, for pity's sake. The fact that they were making such a to-do, paying so much money felt like an elaborate joke. Wealthy people here mock and make a spectacle of the island girls. Amid her annoyance, another thought occurred to her. Do you all have the same voice? The bee man cocked his head. No. So why are you the only one who speaks? The bee men were identical except perhaps in their height. But even then their movements were so similar she couldn't distinguish them that distinguish them by that. Yes. You ought to have the you ought to have a name then other than bee man, I mean. Oh, she's trying to get to know him. Oh, so Night Cavalier says it's 2 a.m. and I just finished the book. I should be sleeping, but just popping in to tell Mathilda I loved it so much and need to read The Revenge of Bridget Cleary ASAP. Yes, I'll did. be listening to the replay. I really hope you like Bridget Cleary. I really like that book. The stabby <laughs> McStabs so that happened. Fantastic. <laughs> like It's like my favorite part of the whole book. <laughs> Good night. good night. Thank you so much for good night. coming. Sleep good. Thanks for stopping in. <laughs> um. Yes. Okay. You ought to have a name then other than Bee Man, I mean. The Bee Man shook his veiled head. We have no names. The what yes yes you do everyone deserves at least that <laughs> Silbeaster. I cannot not only does she break kids noses she <laughs> makes up bad names can we can we stop with her <laughs> Silbeaster. she's such she's such a just an interesting combobulation of, of personisms <sighs> excuse me you don't uh, me <laughs> i heard that first of all uh, excuse me, you heard me. I I had a I have gone with Sylvester, but you're a bee man, so you're Sylvester. I f cannot. The bee man was very still for a moment. Even his veil stopped moving. Just as Alice began to wonder if she had offended him, he nodded slowly. All right then, as you like. So not only, okay, so okay, <laughs> okay so okay. I'm I'm st I'm still stuck on the fact she broke some little boy's oh nose and she's a grown ass woman. First of all. <laughs> And she makes up this really bad name. And then the bee man being, you know, this, this, this being, this entity that nobody really knows what they are is just like, okay, you know, I'm just going to bend over well, and take it. I mean, yeah. it never was it said that she had good interpersonal skills. So. Look, this is so far beyond bad interpersonal skills. 
um, she couldn't tell, but it almost sounded as if he liked the name. So Beast <laughs> clasped <laughs> his hands behind his back and tilted his head towards the ornate ceiling, complete with a mural and mostly naked angels reclining among the clouds. Do you know what marriage means, Alice? Of course I do. Sylvester fucked the name. Sylvester turned his veiled face towards her doubtfully, and whatever comfort and familiarity she had felt at naming him evaporated. A horrible thought occurred to her. Could he actually see through that veil? What if he couldn't? What if the bee men were navigating everything sightlessly through sound and vibration, the smell of her skin, the beating of her heart? Again came that feeling that surety... That if she pulled back the veil, there would be nothing, a gaping blackness where his face should be. She shuddered. Marriage means ownership. It means that a girl here will pledge the rest of her life to Mr. Wintersbury and from then on will abide with him in sickness and in health until death. He paused, stepping closer. Do you truly believe that because these are island girls that their lives are worth nothing more than a few chickens and a pack of cigarettes? Alice's face burned. My face would burn too. He had caught her out in a terrible way. No, she couldn't say it above a whisper. She walked away, but he strove to keep pace with her. What's more, he continued, we need the right girl. We need a girl who is dedicated, someone who understands the importance of what she has undertaken. Someone who understands the stakes. That's not ominous. He stepped towards her, his black veil bearing down on her. Are you that kind of girl, Alice? Her mouth had gone dry. I don't know. Like black Think about it, still beaster. So <laughs> right? I guess so. Maybe. Maybe they're not all short. I don't believe it. Go on. Think about it, so beaster said. The time of choosing is upon us. They had reached Mrs. Von Blurns's ballroom, which was also set about in tables loaded down with flowers flowering fountains of glowing molten honey and laid out with an assortment of figs apples and melons that could be speared onto little silver forks and thrust under golden honey cascade before eaten the girls of the village sipped champagne i should just say champagne and nibbled at the fruits <laughs> conversing in low whispers while casting furtive glances at the half dozen bee men who lingered wordlessly on the sidelines Alice, darling, there you are. Mrs. Von Blurns is stooped. <laughs> and she's hunched back. I'm not. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so ruined right now from, from these visuals in my head of these fucking people. <laughs> I am so. I cannot function. Mrs. Von Blurns' stooped form appeared without warning, craning her neck to, <laughs> to kiss Alice on both cheeks while pulling her into a shaky, perfume laden embrace. She is your, your typical grandmama where you walk in their house and it just hurts your stomach. Because it smells of everything. (laughs) 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 Okay. Just the young lady I was looking for. She tightened her grip around Alice and narrowed her eyes to Sylbeester. That'll be all. Let's ho. Sylbeester took Alice's free hand and pressed it in both of his. Thank you, dear Alice, for coming tonight. I have a good feeling about our meeting because he's the damn bee king. Mrs. Von Blurns' voice grew harder and colder. I said, that'll be all. I hope she dies. Sylvester bowed and left seeming almost reticent. Mrs. Von Blurn turned to Alice. You'll have to excuse them. The bee men can be terribly bothersome sometimes. <laughs> he wasn't bothering me. On the contrary, it almost seemed like he was on the verge of telling her something. Something important, perhaps. 
He, well, he was bothering me, Mrs. Von Blurn snapped. See, and this is why, and this, I bet, I bet you, if they, if they do the, if they do the thing, her and, her and stick thin, but hurt loud, I bet you, I bet you she'd be bossy. She'd be like, just put it here. And then it'd be like, pump, pump. And she'd be like, get off, go somewhere, go away, go breathe in a corner. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You mustn't trust them. The bee king is delightful. I'll sing his praises any day of the week. But those veiled manservants, shifty at best, they can't even show their faces. What else are they hiding? If all his manservants wear veils, then surely they're doing it at the request of the bee king himself. The more Alice thought about it, the more Mrs. Von Blurns' vexation perplexed her. For a moment, Mrs. Von Blurn looked stymied. But she quickly glossed it over with a high-pitched laugh. God, I hope she has a heart attack on the floor. What's she doing? Oh, Alice, you're... S I don't like her because she's like that grandmama that smells of everything that you just can't stand because, like, everything bothers them. Like, them shitting in a toilet bothers them. Yeah, because they're old and they're <sighs> just over it. I can't wait to yeah, see that age be honors all, like, the ornery the whole time. I'm uh, even. I'm, I'm gonna cannot. act like I have dementia and I'm senile, even if I'm not. Because <laughs> who's gonna say dumb. anything? Nobody. That's true. That's valid. Who is gonna say? I'll just fucking walk into the Home Depot in my in my nightshirt, just throwing shit on the floor. You're so damn dumb. Who's gonna say something? Nobody. He takes people into. <laughs> the Bee King is a generous man. He takes people into his employ that no one else would. Ugh. He is kind and good, but one simply can't have a manservant parade the scars from his past life when one's employer is so prestigious. No, if they must veil, it is because of his mag magnanimity. Mag 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 How many times have I said this word to you? Come on now. A lot. It's magnanimous, but it, I can't. My brain refuses to read it. Magnet, magnanimity. Fucking <laughs> prayers. Mag it's the same, just with a Y. Magnanimous and mag, magnanity. Oh my god. Magnanity. Mag <laughs> whatever. Don't sigh at me, okay? Then it isn't a mark of their own sneakiness. Alice was having a hard time following the shift in logic of Mrs. Von Blurns' claims. Oh no, it most certainly is. Their faces carry the weight of their past. Her eyes flicked to the scars slashing across Alice's face. Much like your own, my dear. Why ain't she trying to break her nose? It it'll never die. Because that is forever how I see her. Mm. Alice's throat tightened. She pulled from Mrs. Von Blurn's grip. Von Blurn's grip. Good evening, Mrs. Von Blurn. But my dear, I said good evening. She stalked away from the old woman as the full impact of the crone's words sunk into her. She trembled with rage, but underneath that rage, there was hurt. It wasn't her who put the scar on her face. And even if it were, it was a part of her history. It was a part of her. She grabbed a flute of champagne from a passing bee man and gulped it down before grabbing another. If she was going to get through the evening, she needed to be at least a little drunk. She woke through the crowd, trying to look purposeful in her movements so as to discourage any other human interaction. She was here to protect the girls, to punch some faces if necessary, and that was all. We, we all know she ain't going to punch no faces because mm -hmm. they ain't children. Oh, She found a seat in... 
<laughs> she found a seat in the corner and dropped it into two glasses of champagne were hitting her empty stomach with full force and she drowsily wondered how she would prevent anything if she if they were chosen would the b-men carry the bride off then and there would the bride get to go home for the evening and perhaps have the opportunity oh excuse me <laughs> to escape I'm sorry. It's been a long fucking day. Okay. Maybe she could convince the B-men to let her accompany them as a sister or cousin of the bride. And the two of them could run away once they got to the city. The city seemed like an ideal place to hide. It occurred to her that no one, including her, had thought to ask how the bride would be chosen. If it were some sort of beauty competition, they could have just lined up the girls in town. They'd have easily seen it was Isabella or possibly Sarah. Then they'd have saved themselves thousands of dollars. But the B-man's words echoed in her head. This wasn't about practicality or sense. This was a game, a game full of secrets. Her skin prickled at the thought of what those secrets might be. Alice. She jumped at the light touch on her arm. On her arm, Sarah gripped her, her eyes looking bright, hungry even. Criminy, Sarah, you scared me. Wait, is it criminy? It's criminy, right? Crime, I think, I think it's crime. Is it, is it crime? 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 It's like a, oh, like, the, I, like a shout, like, right? It's a sound word? Or is it something else? Oh, I don't know. Like, they were like, like, I, she touched her and this was her response. Because I guess she got startled. Okay. So it would be criminy? Mm. Whatever happens tonight, Sarah glanced over her shoulder at the B-man lingering nearby. And whatever happens after tonight, I want you to know I love you. You've always looked out for us, you know. You're so strong. You would do anything for us. And I love you for that. Alice pulled Sarah to her. Nothing's going to happen tonight. I'll make sure of it. Do you understand me? Sarah stepped back. Yes, of course. We can always depend on you, can't we? She kissed Alice on the cheek and slipped away into the crowd. The air was even sweeter in here and Alice was beginning to feel drunk on it. As long as she was going to feel this way, she might as well make it worthwhile. She snatched a champagne glass from a passing tray and slugged it back in one gulp. A warmth bloomed in her throat and then her stomach and she imagined herself glowing inside like the honey fountains. Ting, 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 ting. Wait, there's one, two, three, four. Okay, ting, 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 ting. So Beaster was at the far end of the ballroom now, tapping his fork against the champagne glass. The ballroom fell silent, their eyes turning towards him. The heat in Alice's belly and chest surged up to her face. And, and though the B-man had stopped striking his glass, the high-pitched sound continued in her ears, accelerating the buzz. Everywhere around her, <clears throat> people stood with their attention towards the B-man. No one else appeared to hear it. As you all know, Sylvester said, you've come here tonight in the hopes of being selected as Mr. Winterberry's bride. Alice stifled a snort. Hopes of being selected? The nerve of this man. Half the girls were anything but hopeful. They were here for the or divorce. Horse divorce? Or divorce? Or d'oeuvres? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, I'm sorry, I'm phonetically sounded. Oh, 
I'm going to clip this. People are going to think I'm really stupid, and I'm not even going to disagree with them right now, because that's how I feel. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay. (laughs) I'm just, oh, derbs. Okay. And nice dresses. (laughs) Or because their parents need the money and force them to go. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I swear I read better than this. It's so it's such a rough day right now. <laughs> you sounded so offended by my pronunciation of the word too. What did she say? Just from the context of the sentence, I was like, "This bitch is not. There is no way." I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's oh Lord. Okay. Uh, or because their parents need the money and force them to go Sarah caught Alice's eye and made a face stifling a giggle the selection process is quite simple the room was rapidly warming Alice pulled at the collar of her dress and leaned against the wall the buzz was louder now but only in her right ear the ear (laughs) that was inches away from the wall she pulled away and noticed the wall Mrs. Von Blurns's floral wallpaper was gone, replaced by a thin panel in a whitewashed wood. There were two, where the two panels met, there was a sticky brown putty. She jammed a fingernail into it, bringing the tacky, waxy substance to her nose. It smelled so familiar. What was it? The scent brought her back to past summers, helping Sarah with her hives. It was propolis. Propolis. Yeah, it's propolis. You will be chosen. The electric lights shut off, except for those embedded in the flower and honey fountains, which still glowed in the darkened room. By those upon whom our fortune, indeed, upon whom this great nation's empire was built. The low grind of some motor filled the air. The white panels lifted and a thousand golden points of light filled the dim room as the buzz rose to a din that drowned out the motor. She'd never seen them, but a lifetime of whispers told her what they were. Moonbees. A girl screamed and then another. In an instant, panic turned the elegant young ladies into a sea of pandemonium. As they slapped at their skin and tore at their headdresses and frocks as the points of light flew at them as okay what i read that wrong Mm -hmm. slapped at their skin and tore at their headdresses and frocks as the points of light flew at them the screams melted into howls of agony as boils the size of plums blossomed across their arms and legs and backs hi so this is why i don't fuck with nature (laughs) wait where did they come from because the wall like the panels opened up and all these these let me turn you into like acid washed skin bees flew and stung oh, them. Oh, I was still distracted <clears throat> by the way you pronounce those nerves, but okay. We're not gonna we're, we're not gonna talk about it, okay? We're just we're gonna we're gonna leave that alone. Oh no, I'm not. No, yes, you you need to. I'm in the middle of the Alice's fate. I can't stand you. <laughs> It's, they're not even, it's not even going to make sense because they don't even have the, the audio to it. So they it's will. literally going to be, a, you're such a horrible person sometimes. <laughs> Alice's feet rooted to the spot, frozen by the chaos. She scanned the room, searching for Sarah and Ina in the melee. A tightening feeling around her left arm made her look down. Glowing bees encircled her arm, a thousand sharp little legs pinching as they wound in a spiral upwards from the wrist to shoulder before wrapping around her neck and descending down 
her right arm, they spiraled up her legs under her dress and up her thighs over her belly and breasts and back. They were everywhere, invasive and prickling and buzzing. Why hadn't they stung her yet? The moment they chose to, she would die. No one could survive that many stings, especially not from moonbees. She stood perfectly still, heart hammering, hardly able to breathe. At least she wouldn't die in a in that horrible dress they had given her. She would die in her own damn Sunday dress, just as the good Lord intended. Okay. <clears throat> but she wasn't dying. For all of the thousands of pricking insect feet on her skin, she didn't feel a sting. From across the veiled room, Sylvester's Sil veiled face turned to fix itself on hers. He raised his glass to her, dropping his head in a small bow. We have chosen our bride. Okay. We're gonna, I'm going to end it at chapter 6. Because it's titled St. Millicent's. And we're just going to leave it at that. Because one, it's 930. <laughs> and two, I can't. My brain is not functioning. So we're just... We're just <laughs> so we're just we're just gonna leave some things alone <laughs> i can't <laughs> i would just have been sitting over here like how she's special <laughs> look look okay what i can't stand you hooked hooked on phonics with me <laughs> look look yeah. Why are there so many posts, Mel? Why are there so many posts? I'm the best audible narrator under the sun, okay? God, I, I, I just, and then you got Mathilda just, you know, rolling in on the retweets because I don't like you either right now, Mathilda. God, or divorce. I can't I can't stand you. All right, so part one. <laughs> we got to end part one so A doesn't have a stroke. <laughs> this is so bad. So basically, Look, hors d'oeuvres been... broke her. Yeah, hors d'oeuvres broke me. Oh, they broke me. Like, they broke me so damn hard. That's so weird. It's totally understandable. <laughs> you were struggling with it. I was like, no. No, it's not. Yo, I said it. I said it with no stutter, though. I was confident. You were. That was. That it. is what made it worse. To be quite honest, the fact that you were like these horse divers. <laughs> I'm like, there's no fucking way. No fucking way. Look, 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 look. I have, I have a reason. I have a reason. What? For why life is difficult for me right now, okay? <laughs> you literally watched me for three hours. I did. <laughs> so, you, you know, you know why I'm a, oh, Lord. You need to drink I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell, I do. I'm going to tell Mike what happened, and he's going to give me the, how are you still alive? Look, and I'm going to feel so bad. <sighs> All right, everyone. Part one's over. We're going <laughs> to work on part two shortly. So, keep an eye out for that, and Thank you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you so Mathilda. much for having me. This for, was yes, so much fun. Your book as tribute. <laughs> we will okay. We're gonna we will move on to part two shortly. So everyone, check that out. Uh, keep an eye out for it. And in the meantime, uh, check out all the links that we have uh, in the 
you've got me so flustered. Eh? I can't even think of it. I'm sorry. Have the way you pronounce hors d'oeuvres in my mind. But anyway, so I'm going to post the correct way of how to pronounce hors d'oeuvres based on the spelling. And do you know the Americans have actually dumbed down the way that we spell that word every now and then? It's only like the pretentious. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's they want to spell it. <laughs> I just I was thinking of like chefs at um, you know like fancy restaurants or not so fancy restaurants and they'll they'll spell it you know the, the true way. Uh, but anyway, so I am actually going to link the book and the author uh, Twitter handle in the uh, info description for this episode and all the subsequent episodes that we do for this part until we finish the book. Um, and then also everyone, thank you so much for your Patreon support. The link's in my bio. The link is also in the <laughs> fucking A. I'm swearing I'm sitting here going orders, orders, orders. Check out the, <laughs> the channel info. And then also keep an eye out for the next episode of Read Watcher DNF because we are featuring the one and only the Princess Bride. So again, thank you, Miss Hilda, so much for recording with us tonight. And thank you for everyone that stopped by in Discord. And we will post when we're going to do Thank you so two. much for having me. Uh, until then. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks for hanging out. And it was Mel. fun. I swear to God, Mel. I, you, I'm going to fight you. That's okay. I, I just I feel it in my bones. Right, bye. 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 All right.